welcome back to the All Health Podcast. As we mentioned last week, it is World Breastfeeding Week this week. We want to have a little bit of a discussion about the impacts that um, breastfeeding can have on your oral health, so the benefits it can have, and also what the the current advice is. Uh, So I've got uh, Karen here with me. One way we are very different is you have had children and I have not. So this is why you are a perfect person to talk to about stuff. Um, involving Stuff. parenting and things <laughs> but um you know yeah I, I wanted to talk to you about the the impacts and benefits that breastfeeding can have on an infant's oral health um I know that's a really broad start but it let's <laughs> let's look at the the early benefits so from zero to six months what's well, um, the the current advice from uh, World Health Organization is to solely feed um, up to six months old purely on on breast milk. So, no, you don't need to add anything to that. No other milk or water um, or other food. It just purely is uh, breastfeeding for the first six months of life. Um, there is some evidence that says that that will uh, protect the children against infections, etc. But it's everything that a child needs. It's very handy. It's sterile. Uh, you've got no, no biddly bottles to keep cleaning and sterilising and all of that. Um, it's uh, every nutrient in there that a child needs to grow. So that's all they need for the first six months. Then after six months, they can start going on to um, solid food. So you start weaning. Um, and just complement that with... Uh, breastfeeding as well normally up to 12 months and um on and beyond if you want to um i think there's there are a lot of studies that show that women have to give up uh, breastfeeding earlier than they want to whether that's the you know the convenience because not every unless you express not many not anybody else can feed the baby so if you are going back to work before 12 months often you you find you have to stop, especially if your child is, you know, at nursery or a childminder, it can be quite difficult. So um, ideally supplementing up to 12 months, but above if you if you want to. Um, there are, There is evidence that breastfeeding uh, babies up to 12 months old actually helps to um, reduce dental decay in the teeth that are obviously coming through by this age. Um, but it does show that after that the protection is lost so potentially and we need a lot more research in this area because I don't think we can we can't solely say that um, if you breastfeed for longer your child will get dental decay because that it doesn't work like that Mm -hmm. because there are other factors such as the the food that you you are introducing into their diet can obviously be sugary you know even if we're looking at fruits and apple purees and things like that they still have a sugar in them so when we're introducing things into the fold it's not just not just breast milk that is is um a factor in in dental decay but it's something to discuss with your dental team if you do intend to breastfeed you know over 12 months two years just speak to them and just say to them that you are continuing to breastfeed or about how, how little it might be at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, just so that they can give you some advice on perhaps um, looking at, at sugars in foods because, as we know, commercially bought um, products, it's like 
ready meals mm-hmm. um, in a jar for a child and they do have added sugar to them because I don't know if you've ever tasted you probably have never had the uh, inclination to taste a baby a jar of baby food <laughs> but they do taste quite sweet so um, you know if you're making your own you're not going to say right I'll, I'll puree this and I'm going to put some sugar in it because you just wouldn't so it's important you know if you can just whatever you're eating just puree it down it's um it's it's as easy as that really i mean it's as easy or as difficult i mean you know we're all at the occasions that if we're out and about it is easier to take a sachet or a a jar with us but it's like with everything it's we often are um ourselves we we you know perhaps have to grab something quickly so that's not the end of the world but it's about managing the um the amount of of sugar that they are consuming yeah i think maybe a few years ago i don't know how true this is i always thought that making your own baby food it was a bit like hippy dippy or like um you know like oh i've got i've got so much time on my hands i can make my that had that kind of perception yeah of probably it, of like... probably but it, it it's it's not difficult yeah. you know if you're if you're doing a bit of broccoli for yourself just blend it just blend it yeah. i mean it's it's as easy as that. I remember my son absolutely loving like a, a pureed Sunday dinner, probably minus a Yorkshire pudding, but, you know, he would he would love that. Um, just be his favourite meal than, than ever. In fact, it still is his favourite meal. I don't really have to puree it now he's 25. I was going to say, pureed Sunday dinner? No, no, he is past that. But, uh, yeah, it, it's just about... The, you you learn all about this freezing it in ice cube trays and you've got pureed carrot and apple and you flick it out and just uh, have a little blast in the microwave and it's mm. it is very simple so we wouldn't be adding sugar to that ourselves so it, i know if you're out and about you're not going to take a tray of ice cubes out with you but you can get sachets of, of pureed fruit or vegetables um I have to say I haven't looked to see what the ingredients are if it's just that then absolutely fine but what you're looking for is added sugar so you're looking again at the things with O's on the end mm. um, and I know that's getting away from breastfeeding but that is um, sort of moving well, on nutrition to in general is like, well it's yeah, yeah yeah and I think that um, obviously there everybody is encouraged to breastfeed if they can um, you know we know some people you know for various reasons can't or don't want to but we we obviously recognize that breast milk is the only thing that a baby needs for six months and if you can do it do it and it's a great bonding thing with your baby as well and it's almost like because nobody else can do it if you Mm. if unless you express the milk it's kind of your time with your baby and it's very quick and convenient you know we know that um everything is clean and you know sterilizing bottles is a pain in the neck because you kind of go oh god i haven't got any sterilize and then and the the baby's crying and you know it's it's um it's a bit sort of adding more pressure to you to your life where you've got something that nature has has made for you to Mm -hmm. um to enable you to do that and um you know it's a big comfort to the baby as well because you're holding them and and it's it's kind of like 
nice and snuggly, isn't it? Mm. So, yeah, it's... Um, and I think the people that actually persevere with it and continue it for the 12 months or longer if they want to get a lot out of it too yeah um i think it has benefits both ways for the child and for um the mother as well so obviously we would recommend what the uh, the, the world health organization say with the six months exclusively and 12 months as a as a supplement uh, i know in the past has been um speculation that breast milk causes dental decay there is no firm evidence to to suggest that and um as i say there is actually some evidence that suggests that breastfeeding up to 12 months actually protects the child's teeth so um i mean more research needs to be done it's a bit of an area where you can't do very much research and it is that there aren't ever any um robust studies on that so as I say, we have to be led by what the current um, advice is. And we would always follow that advice and, and recommend that advice to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like anything that we discuss, right? Like, you can do whatever you want, but we're still going to tell you what <laughs> we view as the correct thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have to go by people who know better than us. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, we're not breastfeeding experts we are dental experts, or some of us in the ro- this room are. Um, 50%, 50% of this room. <laughs> that's quite a good percentage. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, from a, from a dental point of view, we can only talk about any effect it might have on the teeth. And you know, baby teeth are very important. It is important that they keep them until they wobble out naturally. And you know, the last thing that anybody wants is for a child to get dental decay. It's painful. It's, you know, there's lots of days missed from school due to pain and work where the parent has to look after the child. And also, if it gets, they may end up having to have a general anaesthetic to have the teeth out, mm-hmm. which then ha- has um, an impact on the adult teeth because they tend to come through early and when not necessarily. Not well, no, they're ready, they're, they're you know, all formed, but they're coming through because there's no baby tooth to push out. It's easier for them to come through because they've got nothing to sort of slow it down really so they come through but they're often in not quite the right position because normally they follow the baby tooth so they kind of got a little bit of a a pathway to show them the way to go so you know it can lead to the need of orthodontic treatment later on not in every case but you know the longer we can keep them and you know from a psychological point of view as well we want the children to keep their teeth because we eat not only eat with them but from um a, you know a peer point of view you smile with them it forms your speech you know you kind of look like everybody else that you meet um of, of your age group so it's a prevention is always best and um you know doing the best for your baby is all that we would ever suggest and all the way through their life because you never stop being a parent yeah but certainly that to give them the best start um breastfeeding is best mm-hmm yeah, absolutely. Um, I think any sort of final final thoughts? Um, yeah, breastfeeding is best. If you can physically do it, then you are encouraged to. Yeah. Um, it's a shame that people feel like they need to stop um, before they want to. 
But equally, if you want to stop before you think you should, then do that. Yeah. 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 You've got to do what's right for you. And, mm-hmm. you know... And your baby. And your baby. Just, yeah. Yeah, and your baby. And it, it's... It, I think there's a lot of pressure around how long you should do it for and, you know, when and every you should stop. And every and, culture's different. Yeah. And, you know, but people get flack for... Um, prolonged breastfeeding they get flack if they don't breastfeed for long enough they get flack if they don't breastfeed so you know we've got a minefield here you know it doesn't matter what you do it's going to be wrong in somebody's eyes so you've just got to think about yourself and your baby Mm -hmm. and we know that there is there is proof um, there is evidence that breast milk is the only thing that a baby needs for the first six months it gives them the best start in life um, as I say, there's lots of studies around. I mean, the, there are studies that say that breastfeed children who are breastfed actually do better at school. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they. I don't know how they're comparing. I it. don't know, but anyway, there is there is that kind of um, uh, research that is often you know said to people. So, and there is holes in that where, like, because I know with like pregnancy related data especially around alcohol and pregnancy, it's all like observational. They can't be like, okay, now, mm-hmm. as a pregnant woman, we're going to enter you into this study. And, exactly. as, and as part of that, we'd like you to have three glasses it's of wine a day. It's yeah. like, exactly. Yeah. So it's and you can't disclosed. ethically, you can't ethically test or research anything on pregnant women or babies and children. Yeah. It's not, it, it, it's just not, not done. So all we can do is look at, you know, numbers of people and just see if there's any correlation between anything. And then mm-hmm. we can just say, well, it could be, but we don't have any definitive evidence. But that's quite mm-hmm. a lot about research, really. Mm-hmm. The, you know, you can read one research paper that says one thing and another one that finds something completely different. Yeah. And unless yeah. you've got a very, very robust study over a long period of time using a lot of subjects that all comply for the whole of the length of the time, I think it's very difficult. Yeah, there's always going to be holes. Yeah. yeah, I don't think anybody can absolutely. It's not a black and white thing, is it? Mm. So, yeah, and you so. don't even need to be the the person that gave birth to the child to be able to breastfeed. Like you can, there's things you can do. Like say, if you're adopting a baby mm. to naturally lactate, and then you can breastfeed a child that you never even gave mm-hmm. birth to. There's so many. Like the human body's mad. Like, yeah, it's just. Well, I mean, crazy. I know this. If somebody, if if a, a woman has a lot of milk yeah. it can be used for you know premature mm. babies or babies that perhaps need need the, those nutrients so yeah i mean it is fantastic and, and as i say breastfeeding for many 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 people for hundreds of thousands of years has been you know the the thing that that you know has looked after their children especially when we didn't have medicines and things like yeah. we do in this and you know, as I said before, I think both mother and baby get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that if you can express, then obviously somebody else can feed the baby and get the same kind of um, link. Because, you know, when, it, when you are feeding, the baby looks at you, you look at the baby, and it's quite a bonding experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's very sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... A, that's, that's I think the taboos more... as well, you know, feeding, breastfeeding in public... Um, aren't quite so <clears throat> draconian as they were yeah. I mean even when I had my children everybody used to go what the, what's yeah. happening there but I don't think that that's quite so 
I mean, it used to be you get thrown out of places or you used to have to go and breastfeed in a dingy part of... Or in, in the toilet. In the toilets, yeah. I mean, it's hygienic like, yeah, place. Yeah, but I don't think it's quite so... I mean, no. I may be wrong, but... I um, mean, my friends who are <laughs> breastfeeding, I know they... Like we went out to the cafe and they just like it's very it's just start feeding their child and it's, it's very like, discreet. Yeah, you, you can get like to... covers and things. Yeah. To, but even if you didn't, if your child needs fed, you're gonna feed it. It's that yeah. simple, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Simple, simple. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's been much more of an interesting conversation than I expected. I'm <laughs> honest with you. I've learned a lot, and um, it's such a big subject. And we don't pretend to be the experts or have all the answers, especially with stuff like this, because parenting is uh, everyone's going to do their thing, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it they, that what they said? Parenthood is the scariest hood you'll ever go to. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the quote you'll take away from today. <laughs> Next time we'll be talking about World Immunisation Month. Um, just talking about vaccines and the HPV vaccine specifically because we are the Oral Health Foundation. We are very pro HPV vaccination. So uh, if you want to learn more about that, then come back next week. Mm-hmm.